your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 465 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends at Pacifier. You guys can check them out anywhere you get your music. And just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today, very special crossover edition. We're going to be teaming up with Hernan Salas of Locked On Edmonton Oilers just to kind of preview tonight's game as well as talk about everything happening with the Rangers and Oilers so far this season. Enjoy. All right, and so with no further ado, let's go ahead. Welcome our very special guest for today, host of Locked On Edmonton Oilers, Hernan Salas. Hernan, how are we doing today, buddy? Well, doing good, man. Looking forward to the game. It's uh, Kevin Lowe retirement night. I mean, he 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 won five cups here, won one in, in New York. So, and it's great to be seeing the American teams down here again. I'm not going to lie. And uh, every time the New York Rangers are in town, it's it's always special for me. I love the unis. They're, they're an old school team. So this one should be a fun one tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm definitely going to be tuning in to uh, catch that Kevin Lowe ceremony because I think he's one of those players that, you know, certainly Ranger fans remember him back in 1994. But I think he's one of those guys that maybe doesn't get as much credit as maybe he deserved for coming in and being that veteran presence on the blue line, kind of the older brother for a lot of those young defensemen and really a key member of that 1994 New York Ranger Cup winning team. Yeah, it's it's crazy because uh, uh, on the on the station I work at, we were kind of just going back a few years and we were remembering like how many former orders were on that team and, and then you throw in like the Stefan Matos and and all those guys. Yeah, it's such a quality team. But I'm not gonna lie, back then I was a lot younger and it was a little hard because it was like all the old Oilers winning again and it wasn't here. You know, it was a little weird. But you're right, Kevin Lowe. Doesn't get a lot of credit because he wasn't that that sexy player. He, he didn't put up a ton of points, but he was hard-nosed, man. I don't think he gets enough credit for how greasy he was and, and just an overall solid defenseman. And I was saying it yesterday, like, you don't fluke your way into six cups. Uh, he was a big part of all of them. So it's, it's good to see his number four go up to the rafters today. 100%. I'm definitely looking forward to tuning into that. And, uh, you know, speaking of the Oilers and, you know, kind of bringing everything to current day here, they're basically just rolling to start the season. Eight and one, absolutely on fire. Uh, what have you seen from this team? And, you know, how afraid should us Ranger fans be going into this game here tonight? <laughs> well, you know what? You know what's cr- uh, crazy, John? It's, yeah, they're off to an amazing start. It's their best start since 85, 86. So it's been a long time coming. Uh, you know what? They're getting the goaltending. I know a lot of, well, including myself, we were concerned about bringing back Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. Now Smith's been hurt. Miko's been really good. So the goaltending's holding up. The decor is really holding up. Uh, I know there was concerns about the Keith and CeCe pairing, uh, but they've been really good to start. Darnell Nurse has been as advertised. And Evan Bouchard, the young guy in the back end, has really stepped up. So in that sense. And then when you look up front, I mean, you got the 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 the, the, the duo, right? McDavid. And Leon Dreisaitl, they continue to do their thing. But I think the most important part here is they have depth now. They got guys like Zach Hyman, Warren Fogle, who have really come in and just kind of changed the attitude of this team where it's it's the, they're hard on pucks. Their four check is relentless. And and I'll say this, John, they haven't played their best game yet, and they're 8-1. and one. I mean, on Monday, they got away with one against the Kraken. 
Nashville game on Wednesday, they weren't very good in the first period. You saw Dave Tippett shuffle up the, all the lines. This first time he's done that this season in the second period, and it works. So this team, uh, it's still got some things to clean up, but at 8-1, and one, well, how can you really uh, – complain and we'll see uh, the big question here every game is is leon dryside and Connor mcdavid going to start on the same line or on separate lines we'll wait and see tonight they were together to finish the game in nashville we'll see what happens uh, tonight against the rangers yeah that's actually something that i wanted to to ask you about because you know it, it's kind of uh, a similarity that the oilers and the rangers have i think there's always kind of this question of do we super stack the top line you know with the rangers it would be you know obviously artemi panarin and mika zibanejad out there together and then you know, maybe you put Capo Caco on the right wing or maybe you put Kreider on the right wing. But, you know, with the Oilers, do you prefer them to do it that way, to have um, Dreisaitl and McDavid on the same line? And I guess Paul, who I, I, can't, I can't pronounce his name. Jesse, what's his last name? Uyarvi. There you go. There you go. But, I mean, do you, <laughs> do you, uh, do you prefer that? Do you prefer uh, the three of them out there together and having Dreisaitl and McDavid on the same line? Or would you rather break them up and, and kind of, you know, spread the wealth a little bit? What's, what's your thoughts on that? You know what's crazy here? It's that, that that's the thing here. Everybody kind of complains whether they're together or they're not. And for me, I right now after nine games, I'd say I prefer them to start on separate lines. And if your team's not going, and then you have that move, right? Then you're like, okay, you guys are going together. Let's find a goal here. Let's get some momentum back. So I, I'm good either way, I guess. But I, if you would ask me to pick one, I think I like them when they start on separate lines. And then if Dave Tippett has to, he can go to them. And after power plays uh, for the opposing team, he always goes to that line just because uh, Nugent Hopkins and Hyman kill penalties as well. So uh, he always loads up that top line after a PK. So I prefer them separated. And, you know, John, I'm, I was watching the Rangers-Vancouver game, and, and uh, I mean, <laughs> Panarin, like you said, Zibanejad, Ryan Strom, a guy that we had here that never really got an opportunity in the top six, really didn't do much, but he went to New York, and, and everybody's seeing what he's doing. Um, when you're looking at it, it's say Panarin and Zibanejad, because I'm looking at the lineups here on, on Daily Face. Of, I don't know how much you can read into these, but they have them on separate lines. So is Zibanejad going to match up? Let's say if the Oilers do separate the big two, who would he match up against, Connor or Leon? I would say probably Connor because Mika Zibanejad, something that a lot of people may not be that aware of with him is he is an outstanding uh, defensive forward. You know, he gets so much attention and rightfully so and so much love mm. for everything that he can do offensively and all the points that he can put up and, you know, making magic out there with whoever his line mates might be. But uh, he's become over the past couple seasons here a crucial member of the Ranger penalty kill and penalty killing has been a strength of the team so far this season. So I would imagine he'll be out there to try to neutralize Connor McDavid, which is far, far easier said than done. But mm -hmm. I just get the feeling that the Rangers would, would go with that matchup. And as far as, uh, you know, him and Panarin being together or being separate, I'm with you, Hernan. I, I prefer to have the two-star players on different lines yeah. because, you know, if you do it that way, then you, if you're the Rangers, you know, you have Zibanejad on the top line, Panarin on the second line. That opens up the door for four different Ranger forwards to play with either Mika or Panarin, whereas if you have them on the same line, then only one player gets to benefit from playing with, with both of them. So I like it for that reason. Although I will say, you know, given the fact that the Rangers have really struggled to score goals this season, I'm more open to stacking the top line that I've been in the past because at some point you got to start putting the puck in the net. You can't rely on Igor Shesterkin to steal a game every single night for you. So 
I get the feeling that they'll be on different lines to start this game tonight. But if they scuffle offensively, I wouldn't be surprised to see Gerard Gallant uh, shift things around a little bit and uh, maybe try to get the team going by putting Mika and Panarin on the top line. Now, we'll see how it happens, but I yeah. suppose it's nice to have you know two star players on your team as both of these teams do and have that option to either put them together or split them up. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards to 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for you when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Just wanted to thank everyone once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. John, I got to ask you a question here. Uh, what's up with Capocacle? I mean, uh, I know last year he missed some time, injuries and all that. This year, another slow start. Like, uh, what what are you seeing from this player? Because he was a high draft pick. Uh, the Rangers are expecting big things from him. Now, it's he's still very young. He's still early in his career, but... Uh, what can you tell us about uh, Kako, uh, sorry, Capo Kako so far in his in his career, I guess, with the uh, New York Rangers? Yeah, he's been scuffling a little bit this season. Now, part of that is he did have an injury, so he missed a couple of games there, and he's only been back for three games into the lineup. I thought the first game back, he looked dangerous. He looked explosive. He looked like he was going to you know, get a goal or at least get on the score sheet. These past two games have basically been nothing games from Capo Kako. Uh, to your point, Hernan, he still is very young, but... Mm. At some point, I feel like he's got to start doing a little bit more. He's got to start giving the Rangers a little bit more than what they're currently getting out of him. And that goes doubly true when you consider the fact that he has spent the vast majority of this season on the Artemi Panarin line. And Artemi and Ryan Strom, you know, Strom you mentioned as a former Oiler, uh, those two go out there and they just make magic together. It doesn't matter who's on the right wing. Yeah. Those two are just are tremendously impressive, just a great fit together. And, you know, a couple different Rangers over these past couple of seasons have had the opportunity to be the third man on that, on that line, on that second line for the Rangers. And these are guys like Jesper Foss, who's known as more of a defensive forward and guys like Colin Blackwell, who, you know, was taken by the Kraken in the expansion draft this off season. But these guys are, are no names and guys that are not really used to putting up offensive numbers. And both of those guys benefited, I think tremendously from playing with Panarin and Strom and with Capo Caco, you know, all the talent in the world, uh, you know, the big time draft pedigree going number two overall. And he hasn't yet really fully taken mm -hmm. advantage of that opportunity. And, you know, last season, a lot of people got on David Quinn because he'd have Capo Caco on the fourth line. He'd have Alexi Lafreniere on the fourth line, which I never agreed with. I don't think that does anybody any favors. But now, you know, there's no excuse 
there either because Kako, like I said, when he's been healthy, he's been in a top six role for basically the entire season. So, uh, yeah, you know, at some point, he, he's really got to pick it up. He's really got to get it going here. I do think he has gradually improved since he's been a rookie. Uh, he seems more willing to, you know, fight for the puck along the board, stick his nose in there a little bit, take advantage of his size and strength. Um, so I, I do think it's gradually improving for him, but you know, to your point, Hernan, no points in six games so far this season, sooner yeah. or later, you know, you gotta, you gotta make it happen on the score sheet as well. So uh, I'm not ready to hit the panic button or anything like that, but yeah, I would have thought that Capo Caco would be a little bit further along than he is right now. I think that's also fair to say. Yeah, no doubt about it. Should be a, an interesting game tonight. I mean, two, uh, you got the two elite guys here in Edmonton. You got Panera and Should It's going to be fun, John. I, I Like yeah. I said, I love watching the Rangers here. And uh, I guess I'll ask one more on, on, on my end here. I mean, Adam sure. Fox, third-round pick in 2016. This guy just came, like, last year was outstanding. This year, he leads the Rangers in scoring. He's just, um, I mean, this has just been a pick that's kind of the Rangers knocked out of the park, eh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they um they got him for just two second round draft picks from the Carolina Hurricanes. And it's crazy to me to think that, you know, Adam Fox is drafted by the Flames, got traded to the Hurricanes, never actually played a game in the NHL for either of those two franchises. And, uh, you know, the Rangers are able to have him for just two second round draft picks. I mean, it's been a joy to just watch him progress over these past couple of seasons here. And of course, he wins the Norris Trophy last year. He very rightfully gets rewarded with a big-time contract extension, just a handful of games into this season. Uh, the guy's just a total package. I, I really believe that if you ask all 32 NHL GMs, you know, you can snap your fingers and you can have one defenseman in this league on your team. Who's it going to be? I got to believe the vast majority of them, especially when you consider how young Adam Fox is, they'd be saying Adam Fox. I mean, again, just a total package. Um, and I could not be more happy that he got this contract extension. The crazy thing is, you know, he gets this, this long-term deal. He's still only going to be 31 when the contract runs out. So it's big money. It's a lot of years, but it carries virtually no risk. And I just can't wait to see what Adam Fox can do, uh, you know, throughout his career here. I mean, he's just getting going. It's scary to think how much better that he can get. And, um, you know, something that I wanted to ask you about too, Hernan, you guys have a heck of a uh, defense and over there uh, yourselves, and he got rewarded with an extension yeah. this offseason. You talked about him briefly as well, but Darnell Nurse, I mean, how big is he uh, for the Oilers right now and what you guys want to ultimately accomplish over there? Yeah, John, first of all, sorry, I, I missed the Calgary Flames drafted, drafted him, and uh, so I just want to clarify that. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I meant, like, it's uh, what a hell of a trade there. So sorry oh, yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, it, it's, yeah. A, it's like a footnote that he was ever even a part of the Flames franchise. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know like how many people actually know that. Yeah, You yeah. forget about that, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's ancient history, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Darnell Nurse, yeah, he, you know what was interesting that he he was the guy the orders have always been high on, and then up until last year, there's questions that if he could take that next step, if he if he could become that that top uh, defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers, and he did. He took the next step. I think in in 2019-20, the shortened COVID season that uh, ended abruptly in in March, he he was looking good. But I think last year he took that next step, and not just because of the points. It's just the, the biggest issue with Darnell Nurse was defensive play. He was still a little uh, loose on the defensive end, but he 
he tightened that up. So he's really been uh he's got so many tools in the tool belt and he's finally uh finding a way to use them all so he's been really really good at the list last year and a half or so this year he's been pretty good he was paired with tyson barrett he started tyson barry has been struggling out of the gate so they moved the they made the move to put uh the young evan bouchard up there with darnell nurse and they've both looked pretty solid so i mean points wise and all that goals wise he, he's not where he was last year but that's okay because at the end of the day he is a defenseman and he's playing solid defensively he plays he's the second guy on the power play after Barry comes off for the first minute or minute minute 20 he also kills penalties and he's an absolute horse man like this guy yeah this guy can play 30 minutes a night no problem so he's been a nice uh, uh I, I shouldn't say we always knew he was gonna, there was something there but he's 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 reaching that and he's only getting better and he's still fairly young mid 20s so he's only going to continue to get better and he got paid and just like a lot of the defense this year of his kind of ilk uh, uh you know Seth Jones, Zach Borensky, you saw all those guys get paid big time money. So Darnell Nurse fit into that category and the orders could not afford to let him walk. So they had to pay him the big bucks. But he's he's been really, really good for this team. And he's got a he's got a nasty streak, too. I mean, he can be pretty uh, greasy out there as well. Yeah, you know, you got to spend that money somewhere. And when you've got a young stud defenseman, like you just mentioned, like both these teams had, I mean, I think that's as good a place as any to uh, to spend the money. And, um, you know, obviously both Nurse and Fox getting rewarded from their respective teams yeah. here. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Something else that you mentioned, you talked about it briefly when we were first getting going here, but you talked about the goalie situation a little bit. And, you know, Mikko Koskinen off to a really nice start for you guys this season, uh, former second-round pick by the Islanders. But I'm just wondering, you know, among – first of all, just from yourself, but also from Oiler fans, is there a belief that, you know, Miko Koskinen can be the guy, this is a Stanley Cup caliber goalie, or is there still some nervousness that come playoff time, you know, goaltending could be a little bit of a weakness between Koskinen and, and Smith, and that it could cost you? I mean, do you think the Oilers could make a move at some point this season to bring in another goalie? Any, any thoughts on that situation? That's a great question, and we talk about it a lot here on different podcasts, on different shows, on, on 1260, and... Uh, there's there's a nervousness there still with Mikko Koskinen. I mean, he's six and one. He's nine thirty four save percentage. He's been good. He's been really good this year. Uh, Mike Smith was good up until he got hurt. Uh, he struggled a bit in that Anaheim game. He left after the first, but he did give up four goals. So, but in the first two games, he was really good as well. So, I'll say this: I these two guys have been really good in the last two regular seasons for the Oilers. But come playoff time. And it's not just them. Don't get me wrong. The team wasn't good enough last year getting swept by the Winnipeg Jets. But I think you need an upgrade there. And I think most people here, and it's no disrespect to Miko or Mike Smith, but I think they need an upgrade when you're heading into the playoffs. This team cannot be bounced in the first round. They cannot. They can't. They got to make some hay here. They got to make a run. You know, Leon and Connor McDavid 
every year, uh, every year that you're out in the first round, you're losing another year of, of, of greatness. Right. So um, I, I think for myself, I've never been a big Miko guy this year. He's, he's, he's come in, he's got his family's here. He's made that, um, he, he's made that public. He says he's feeling more comfortable and he kind of wants to stick it to a lot of people that, <laughs> that were writing him off. So sure. good on him, but I just don't think the orders are a Stanley cup team with these two guys. They're good enough to get you there. I don't know if they're good enough to, to win it all. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it is. And you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the season shakes out this year. And, you know, as a result of all that, which goalies could be available. I mean, maybe Mark Andre Fleury from the Blackhawks because yeah. the Blackhawks are a complete mess on and off the ice right now, which is well-documented. Um, you know, I mean, he's a little bit older, but maybe catch lightning in a bottle with somebody like him. Any, any thoughts on Fleury? You know what? He's the name being tossed around here. I think, uh, I mean, Mikko Koskinen would have to go the other way in any deal that you're getting for a goaltender. The orders don't have money, uh, so they, they would have to get money out, maybe retain some salary from the other team, but they can make it work. I mean, Fleury is a name that's tossed around a lot here. I don't know how realistic that is. Now, in saying that, I think you can get a goalie, but I think you're waiting at least until close to the trade deadline. Uh, I think right now the orders are okay with rolling with these two guys, but, and, and we'll see because we've seen Miko get hot before and then completely fall off. So that's where everybody's kind of waiting and seeing like, okay, you know, like when he plays too much, he, he starts letting in some weak goals and, and all that. So I do yeah. think flurry is a name that's going to be tossed out there a lot. I just don't know if the orders can make it happen. I mean, Kenny Holland would definitely have to get creative there. And then, you know, when I look at your, the Rangers goaltending, I mean, Igor, Igor Shesterkin was just, I mean, this guy's just unreal right now. He's, he's, he's played eight games so far outside of that Vancouver game where that overtime goal was just, I think it was just kind of a goofy play there, but yeah. this guy's really been holding his own there. He's 25 years old. Absolutely love this, this goaltender. And uh, he, cause I, I think last year you saw more of a split uh, with, with the two goaltenders. Well, maybe not so much, but I mean, he does play a little bit more than uh, Gorgiev there, but Shesterkin is just uh, I a young goaltender, but he's, he's one of the better ones in the league, at least for me. Yeah, no, he, he's been outstanding, and I really don't want to think about the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers are 6-2-2, two and two, which, I mean, you'll take it any way you can get it, especially when you consider the fact that over the past couple of seasons, the Rangers have not exactly stormed out of the starting blocks. So the fact that they have a winning record and, you know, they're, they're getting yeah. points early in the season, you know, I'll definitely take that. But a, a lot of these wins, Hernan, you know, when you watch these games, it – mostly comes down to Igor Shesterkin just absolutely stealing the game. I mean, there was a game against Toronto earlier this season. Obviously, they have some firepower, too. Um, but, I mean, the Maple Leafs for the entire game were basically just skating circles around the Rangers, and he was just making ridiculous save after ridiculous save. It was one of the most exciting three-on-three overtime periods that you'll ever see, and then Panarin ends up scoring off the face-off. And, like, I'm jumping out of my couch and, like, pumping my fist, but I'm like – how did we just win that game? Like that never should have yeah. happened. So and like, that's just one example. Nine, but yeah, for me, uh, early candidate for the Vesna for sure. Nine forty three save percentage. He's only got the one, uh, the one regulation loss. Like this guy's just been unreal. <laughs> so yeah. and I mean they haven't played in a couple days, so I'm pretty sure he's gonna get the start tonight. So I think this is the biggest test of the Oilers season so far. I think it's the biggest test for the Rangers as well. I mean, you're going up against an outstanding team. Uh, they're eight and one and. They just look loaded, and 
you know, something that I wanted to ask you about, because, you know, Ranger fans, I, I think most people obviously know about McDavid and Dryside, all the star players, but is there anybody who's maybe not a household name on the, on the Oilers that Ranger fans should maybe keep an eye on tonight, you know, for this game, one or two players that you just want to toss out there? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the guy that you don't want to say his last name, you can call him JP, John Chick. JP, um, there Jesse, we go. I like that. Jesse Pugliarvi. Uh, he's got three goals on the season, plays on the top line. I'll just say this. He, this kid still, he, he took a huge step last year after coming back from Europe and, and kind of cleaning up the mess that the, the Oilers management had with him before. And he scored double digit goals. I think he's going to be doing that again this year. He's just a big body and he's relentless on the four check. This guy swiping pucks like no one's business. He's uh, he's really coming into his own. So that's one player. I mean, Yamamoto started slow. He's been kind of a whipping boy here in Edmonton, but he's got two goals in his last two games. The little guy plays on the second line. And then he's not I mean, he's a household name, but he's come in and, and really played well. Zach Hyman. This guy is also relentless on the four check. He scores most of his goals uh, right by the goaltender in the crease there. But uh, Zach Hyman's been an awesome addition for the Edmonton Oilers. So I'd say look out for Zach Hyman, who a lot of people out in the East know of. But keep an eye out for Jesse Pugliarvi and Killer Yamamoto. Two young guys, uh, I think they're the same age, and they're both uh, RFAs next season. So these two guys looking to have big seasons. And so far for Jesse, he's been really good. Yamamoto's uh, getting hot as of late. Sounds good. And uh, as far as like an under-the-radar ranger that you know a lot of your fans may yeah. not necessarily be familiar with, I'm going to go with Kevin Rooney. Um, the Ranger fourth line has played very well over these past couple of games. It's just a hardworking trio. It's usually Rooney, Greg McKagan, Dryden Hunt. And again, I realize these are not household names. They're not guys that are going to yeah. st- stuff the score sheet every single night. But, um, you know, it seems like every time they're on the ice, the puck is always in the attacking zone and they're always winning board battles and just working their tails off out there. Uh, Kevin Rooney, another guy that's a huge member of the penalty kill unit. He really does a nice job there. And somebody that I do think has a little bit more offensive skill than people realize. So, you know, maybe Rooney, uh, maybe Rooney puts one in the net at some point tonight. But even if he doesn't, I think he'll, uh, you know, you mentioned you got some strong four checkers there. Rooney, one of the stronger four checkers on the Rangers. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like him to, to have a strong game here tonight for the Rangers, for sure. Yeah, Dryden Hunt, uh, a WHL guy, so got to see him here uh, earlier in, in well, later in his WHL career when we were covering the Oil Kings at the station. So it's good to see him uh, be a, you know, get find his stride there with the New York Rangers. Excited for the game tonight. And I'll keep an eye on that line. I'll keep an eye on that line. Absolutely. I'll, I'll keep an eye on your guys as well. So I figure, you know, we can pretty much wrap up there, but Hernan, do you want to throw out a, uh, a prediction, you know, a final score, somebody to uh, get on the score sheet for the Oilers? Anything you want to toss out there? Yeah, I always do this on my podcast every yeah. game. Um, it is Kevin Lowe night. Um, I don't want to be a downer. and Oh, man. But I, I do think this one's going to be tough. You know what? I'm going to take the Rangers in overtime in this one. I'm going to take the okay. Rangers in overtime by a score of 3-2. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think both goaltenders are going to be really good, but I will take the Rangers in OT, and I'm going to pick Nugent Hopkins to score for the Oilers. He has 13 assists, John, so far this season, but zero goals. So I think he gets off the schneid tonight. Gotcha. And uh, I think uh, this is interesting because we're both going to pick each other's teams. I don't want to be that guy that just comes on here and picks the Rangers every single game. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, given the fact that the Oilers are eight and one. They're obviously off to a great start, given the fact that the Rangers have really been struggling to score goals and they're going up against, you know, a pretty hot goalie. If me, if Miko Koskinen gets the start, uh, I just don't know that that translate to a win for this, 
for this Ranger team here tonight. So I'll say the Oilers win this one four to two. I think Igor Shesterkin is likely to start for the Rangers, although they do have a back-to-back. So you figure he gets one, Georgiev gets one. But I think if Igor's in the net, I think he probably keeps the Rangers in the game for, you know, at least a period or two. But I think the Oilers maybe pull away late and uh, they go on to win this one four to two. But, you know, I will say this. If the Rangers do go in there and they do come away with two points, you could probably make the argument right then and there that it's probably among the Rangers' best performances of the season, just given what a good team Edmonton has and how hard how hot they've been to start the season here yeah it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a doozy i can't wait to watch this game tonight and and like i said earlier i think this is a big test for the edmonton Oilers. we'll see how they fare all right so a big big thanks to hernan salas for teaming up for this special crossover edition here today huge thanks to you guys as always as well for tuning in to the locked on new york rangers podcast your team every day and enjoy the game tonight. If you want to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. On Monday, we'll be back to talk about all the action from these games happening over the weekend here. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.